Hello, everyone, and welcome to In It For Love podcast. I'm Trudy Crowe and I'm your host. And yes, it has been three months and seven days since I potted. And you're probably wondering why. So before I launch into all those incredible pods that I've just banked up over the last three months, I wanted to jump on and tell you a little bit about my story. So as you may or may not know, I am a, well, I own a fabulous wedding planning and styling agency called Lovebird Weddings. And I'm absolutely dedicated to that brand. And um, it was a few years ago that this little idea for this pod came about and, and really I just started on Instagram, started posting little tidbits to anyone out there who might need some help or advice to stay in business, to stay in tune and to stay motivated and excited about their business. And as I was doing those little tidbits, I really felt a huge passion inside me to take this idea further. And it was last year, uh, November last year, I was actually took my first holiday away from my, my business for, for many, many, many years. And that gave me some creative space to think about what I wanted to do. And so Wed Coach, my coaching platform, and also this podcast in it for love really sprung from there. And of course, in, in Trudy, <laughs> in true Trudy style, I um, I just began, and I I was so so excited, and you know, having some having interviewed now quite a few uh, some really incredible people, and of course, I have put up two wonderful pods. The first was ultimately the the, the man that really encouraged me to to enter into the wedding market, uh, the fabulous Marcus Bell. And then following that, I did a little pod with my daughter to give a point of view that, um, you know, of what it's like to live with a wedding planner who really puts her business just up there on such a pedestal. And um, and then what happened is I, I started hearing some feedback and um and look you know I had some fabulous feedback and some wonderful people who obviously reached out to me and said you know this is they're really enjoying the pods and um and then I heard these other little kind of um points of view which were you know what is the point is this going to make any money what is she actually doing who does she think she is, <laughs> and so forth. And and what actually happened was I started feeling a little bit overwhelmed by that. I, I wondered what people's expectations were. What were my expectations? Was I okay with this? What was I going to do next? Actually, am I bringing the people what I intended to, d to bring them, which was you know, advice and actually some really 
interesting perspectives from those who have been in the wedding industry for a long time and also some for just a very short time who are making a huge amount of impact. And, um, and what actually happens when you actually start hearing these little bit of feedback is you start doubting yourself. And I thought, hang on, well, maybe I have kind of launched a little bit too quickly. Maybe I have pushed myself out there too fast. And, and obviously it's totally different. I, and I want to give you this little perspective because, of course, when I launched my brand Lovebird Weddings, you know, it wasn't about self-promotion. It was about creating a proposition for the wedding industry. You know, it was not related to Trudy Crowe. It was all about lovebird weddings. And um, it's totally different when you actually put yourself out there. It's, it's your voice. It's your thought. It's your commentary. Of course, it's going to be very quickly uh, talked about and, and judged and all of those things. And I actually admire, it makes me, now that I have done it, I have so much more appreciation for those out there who do that on a regular basis. And I just, you know, like I feel like every day there are people out there creating commentary, creating their own new ideas. And, and then there's a whole lot of people out there who are consuming them and are so quick to judge. So I, um, I decided I would take some time out and what I actually did is I decided to take some time out from social media and find a way to dig back into my passion, dig back into my creativity to find out what it was that was really driving me. And I did that and here I am three months and seven days later I think it is. <laughs> So um, what, it, what happened over that time? Well, I, I've got to tell you, the first two weeks was really difficult because I felt initially unconnected. And then I realised after a couple of weeks when I was picking up the phone, going to visit people face to face, I started reading books, I started researching topics that I was interested in. I started doing some work on a course um, and I started creating again. And then I realised that actually that's what I had lost a little bit. So here I am and I wanted to come on today because I think at times when we actually launch into a business or even if we've had our business for five years, 10 years, 15 years or 20 years, there are times when we become creatively stifled because we're on this little treadmill. And I guess today is I want you to take a moment to stop that. I want you to take some time out to actually get back into your creative spirit and, um, and I can tell you, it is so worth it. It really, really is. And getting your creative energy, whichever way you do it, is such an important part of actually managing the strategic direction of your business. So I'm going to, I thought I would share with you today because many of you don't actually know about my life before 
lovebird weddings before I was actually in the wedding industry. And I can tell you, I, I've always been a very curious person and I'm very grateful for that. And so my first career before weddings was I was actually a statistical and um, social researcher and I, I loved very, very much that role and that, that particular job meant that I got to meet individuals from all walks of life. But I'm going to take you back to one particular time that I absolutely – that changed everything for me. And it was while I was living in the UK. I was living in London and I was working for a, an amazing media brand called EMAP back then. And I was very intrigued. Most of the brands that I looked after were youth titles. And I was intrigued especially about the 16 to 24-year-old market. And I got involved with a piece of research that was owned by a number of different media companies and it was called ROAR, R-O-A-R, Rights of Admission Reserved. And what we were trying to do with that research project is we were trying to understand um, young people's media taste and, and how they actually went about kind of ta- uptaking new products and services and what they're all about, you know. It's really fascinating. I learned so much from that project. But one of the things that I was really, really intrigued with was a group of young individuals that represented at that time about only 11% of young people. And um, we actually called them savants because they were creators, not consumers. And I was really, really intrigued with these young people and how they spent their time. They were very anti-brand. And, of course, I'm talking about the like early 2000s and, you know, when celebrity was huge, brands were huge and consumerism was at an absolute peak. And, um, you know, it was really early days then, of course. Phones had only just – mobile phones had just come in um, – And um, so a lot of young people used brands to obviously showcase, you know, who they were. Like the brand was them. They represented the brand, you know. And of course these – this tiny group of savants, they were very anti that. So I decided I was going to spend some time with them and and get to explore sort of what made them like that. And I spent weekends, so this was voluntary. I would spend weekends with these groups of people trying to figure out what drives them. And I'm going to tell you a little story because (laughs) it is probably one of the most amazing moments of nights of my life. I was so shocked with with what I found and it was just so amazing. So I'm going to share this with you. So I I was actually... um, out with one of these young men and um, and he said, oh, I'd like to show you what, what we do, what I usually do on a Friday night. And I said, great, I'll just tag along with you. Whatever, Wherever you go, I'll go. And, um, yeah, so we're in Brick Lane in London and I knew of Brick Lane. I'd had many curries there over the years. And, um, anyway, he, he takes me into this Kodak 
film shop, you know. I mean, really, it was, a, it was verging on antique back then. And he um, sort of led me to this back of this tiny little Kodak shop. And there was another door which went down a number of stairs until we opened another door. And this opened up into this sort of cavernous sort of club. And inside this club were hundreds of young people who uh, were putting themselves on the line. And I'll explain this to you. So this underground club was full of art. It was beautiful. And, um, and these young people were taking turns to go up on the stage and showcase their, their art, whatever it would be. So for some it was poetry, for some it was, you know, playing a musical instrument, others um, would sing, there was all sorts of different kinds of art on showcase and I'm looking at these young people and I thought, wow, they are incredibly vulnerable but they are creating and I loved this because I had spent so much time researching this other group of young people that were all into brands and, you know, wanted to be famous and, you know, for some reason thought that they were going to be the next superstar or reality TV show person and and there had been a part of me that, that really felt this was unrealistic. And then I met these young people and I have to say this was a real kind of creative turning point in my life because I realised something fundamental about creating is that you put yourself out on a limb and all you've really got is your own courage. So I, um, as I had my, my, my time, I love the story, you know, <laughs> obviously had the most incredible night. I watched some of the most incredible performances of young people and it was just wonderful. But fast forward to today and over the last three months and I have to say, you know, as I was trying to get back into my creativity, into my heart space to go, you know, what is it that I want to create here at In It For Love? What's it that I want to create in my life? You know, I, I decided to kind of look back in time and remind myself of some of the moments that I have been incredibly inspired. And of course, that was, that was one of those times. And so I, as I've had some time off, I've been thinking and I, my purpose is very simple here. I have been in the wedding industry now for 16 years. I love the wedding industry. The wedding industry has supported me for 16 years and I want to give back to this industry. That's why I've created In It For Love and my remit is to interview people within the wedding industry and some without but with some great life skills and business skills so that I can bring back some learnings to you. And why do I want to do that? Because I want to help you all grow, prosper and learn. 
And WedCoach, which I guess is my my coaching platform, over the next coming months there will be a website that will be launching, which I'm super excited about. I have some online courses and I will be offering one-on-one coaching for those who are interested in working with me. Now, I'm not here to solve all your problems, but I'm definitely there to support you in your growth and facilitate ways for you to all open up creatively because this is the reality. It is all within us. It is within us. All great ideas come from within. What I'm here to do is to facilitate a way to help you bring these ideas or create the space to bring them to the surface. So um, that's been a little bit of my journey over the last three months. And, you know, I know many of you out there, some of you are brand new in the wedding industry. Some of you have been around for a very, very long time. And, um, and, I, and sometimes it's even harder, I can say, when you've been in the wedding industry or any industry for a very long time because you have to keep recreating yourself you have to keep on the pulse and that takes work and every year strategic direction is such an important part of the planning process of your business you don't just roll along from one year to the other right you actually every year need to sit down and go right okay what's working what isn't working what are people wanting like how can we move and shift to solve some of the problems that our clients and future clients may have because in solving problems, guess what you're doing? You're creating new ideas and and then you're creating new revenue streams for your business. So <laughs> I, I didn't want to make this a long one today. I, I wanted to really let you know that just like every one of you, you know, this pod is like me launching a new business in many ways. In fact, it's even a little bit scary, as I said before, because I am putting Trudy Crowe on the line and I've never really done that before. So I'm learning as I go, which I kind of love. It's great. And, um, and I would say that there have been three valuable lessons that I've learned over the last few years, you know, creating, number one, I would say, creating new ideas, it takes courage. And I'm going to tell you the truth. They do not pay off immediately. Being successful is a long, long long-term strategy. It's not a short-term goal. Real success goes up, down and sideways. And you've got to learn to love this, right? Your business is going to have, if you're in it for the long term, and in the long term, it is more likely that you will succeed. But in the long term, you're going to have some highs. You're going to have some lows. There's going to be years that are stable, some that grow astronomically. But you need to be in business for a decent amount of time to actually know and understand this. And I can tell you, just because you have a down year, it doesn't mean it's over. You can pull it together again with the right strategy and with your heart 
and your mind in the right place. So that's number one. Number two, you know, it's really easy to follow others. It's really easy to kind of look at what someone else is doing or, or read somebody else's words and go, that's really great commentary. I'm just take that and snitch it and do it over here. I will tell you one thing about that though. If it hasn't come from within, it's only going to be as good as that. And what I mean by that is people feel the difference. They can tell when something is originally created because they feel the passion behind it. And that kind of passion really does um, go a long way. So it takes no creative strength to repeat what's already been done. But real long-term growth, I can tell you, comes with creativity and again, the time to strategize. And probably number three, and this is a really big one, popularity comes and go. I've seen wedding professionals become hugely popular and then drop off. You know, they get burnt out or something happens or maybe they've had a really difficult year and they think they're no good anymore. That is not the truth. You know, you've got to have grit in this business. You've got to have the want to just keep going. And the real work actually happens when you're really willing to kind of step outside of the lines and try and try again. I can tell you, <laughs> I have launched many brand extensions to my business. Some of them have worked extremely well. Others have failed miserably. Did I give up after that? No, I didn't. I went, okay, it didn't work. Let's try again. Let's keep trying something new every year. So those, I know, sound like three incredibly serious pieces of advice, but they're actually true. Leading into Christmas, I'm going to be sharing with you guys some of the most amazing pods that I've banked up over these last three months. The people that I'm interviewing, I, I really have learned lots from these people. Some of them have been in the industry for, for a really long time. Some of them have just kind of launched and doing such incredible things. And, and some have come up with such incredibly creative ideas. I want to know where that came from. I am curious about that. And um, look, this, this wedding market... Wow, talk about some highs and lows over the years. It is a vigorously dynamic, ever-changing market with very high expectations and a lot of service requirements. So I, <laughs> I know how difficult it can be at times and how draining it can be at times to be a wedding um a wedding supplier, a wedding planner, a wedding photographer or a wedding venue. I know and understand that so much. But I am so excited to bring you guys these next set of amazing pods. And I want to say a huge thank you for staying with me, for supporting me and for jumping on and listening to this pod today. And I'll see you again soon.